Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. Give them a call, plus 44-1273-733-433, or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact. Alternatively, you can speak to either Scott or Sean, via the live chat function on the site. They'd be more than happy to help. Now, today, I am joined by Jim Lofgren, CEO at Nosto. Jim, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And you're uh, in New York, aren't you? I am, in this uh, fantastic, buzzing city. Yes, it it is a buzzing city. And I do have to ask the inevitable question, what has the weather been doing in New York last few days? It's incredibly damp and rainy, mm. and we're, we're all waiting for fall and, and uh, the beautiful leaves to fall down. So fall comes very rapidly in New York, does it? Within hours? With, yeah, within, within minutes, most times. Within minutes. It's sunny one moment, and then a couple of minutes later, it's, it's like grey and dreary, and the leaves are falling off. And it has nothing to do with climate change. <laughs> I, I'll resist my temptation to do an impersonation of a certain president. Right, let's move on. Um, I am quite excited because I like talking about AI because I'm a bit of a, a geek. Uh, but specifically, we're going to be talking about um, AI sort of uh, and, the, and the way it sort of connects to a sort of personalization in online marketing. But before we do that, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and Nosto. So Nosto, Nosto was founded in 2011. Uh, we're, we're founded out of Europe in, in Helsinki, uh, in Finland, and have, have just experienced rapid growth. We're about 100 people with offices now in, uh, obviously in Helsinki, Stockholm, uh, London, Paris, Berlin, and our latest additions here in New York and LA. So mm. we're, we're sort of our our whole thesis is that you should be able to, as a retailer, be able to pers- fully personalize the experience so that we, you, you can actually provide a relevant and enjoyable shopping uh, moment for the, for the consumer when they're shopping, primarily online. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined the company not too long ago. Um, uh, my background has been primarily in the retail sector. I've been heading up a multitude of different retailers primarily in the fashion segment, uh, in, in the Nordics area, uh, a company called Elos and La Redoute, uh, which is a big French 
brand, and then obviously here in the U.S. since 2010. Yeah. And then uh, in 13, uh, I joined a software business called Commerce Hub, and uh, 15, I joined Klarna, which is a fast-growing fintech. And only only re- recently this year, I joined uh, Nosto as CEO. So I'd like to talk about. We, we, we're going to get onto AI, but just focusing on a little bit about personalization. And it's it's a growing area of importance, really, isn't it? Why is it? Why does it need to be a priority? I mean, especially in e-commerce. Well, um, the the most important thing is what the consumer expects. We we start with the consumer when they're uh, shopping, and uh, if you look at sort of the consumer sentiment, eighty-eight percent of consumers expect a personalized experience when they shop, and if you look at actual personalization, less than thirty percent have like a proper personalization in place or any type of personalization in place. So mm. there's a big gap between what a merchant wants to do for their consumer, what the consumer is expecting, and what people are actually able to pull off. And I think that's that's the key challenge. Do you think people it's, – it's a fascinating thing um, when, when sort of personalization because you think it's so subtle sometimes, isn't it? Do you think people sometimes aren't really aware it's happening? I, yeah, to some extent, uh, people aren't really aware that it's happening, uh, especially when it relates to, let's say, product recommendations. So the, the the predictive nature of presenting the right products for consumers. In the best of worlds, consumers shouldn't really understand that there's a level of personalization going on behind the scenes where they're being presented with the right relevant products. They should rather feel that I'm actually enjoying this. I'm actually getting a lot of relevant suggestions from this retailer and I'm actually end up buying a lot of things that fit me. So if you're doing personalization in, in the right way, there shouldn't be this barrier or uh, this resistance that is, is really kind of self-inflicted by retailers as they do mass marketing instead of uh, a one-to-one automated marketing. Yeah, I'm just wondering what these statistics are because I know that um, personalization has got some sort of measurable effects, hasn't it? Do you know what the sort of like uh, hikes in conversion rate and sort of average order value are? Obviously, it varies from from vertical to vertical and and also by by retailer to retailer. Some have nothing in place already, and something some have some, some something in place. They do something manually today, or they might be even more advanced. What we, if we if we look at our averages uh, across, we we work with two thousand five hundred retailers today across a uh, hundred different countries. If we look at our average sort of impact, uh, we see that sort of the impact on the online business at such is that we see somewhere around between fifteen and twenty percent increase in AOV if, because you're you're able to both with the AI te- and technology uh, that you're sort of feeding and and feeding the system. But also with merchandising rules, you're able to drive a higher ticket. Yeah. If you look at actual conversion, uh, the effect is even higher. So uh, with, the, with the right personalized products in front of consumers and even, even better, if you can also personalize the content, you can have a much uh, higher uptake. We see 30, north of 30% increase uh, in, in actual conversion rates. Yeah. And I'm guessing, you know, in these days of, of, you know, so many people are using their mobiles, aren't they, to order things? I'm, I'm assuming that personalization is even more important in mobile. 
Yeah, especially since the, I mean, the, the major traffic source, the majority of the traffic today comes on mobile for most retailers we work with. And may, may, many of them actually leverage a native app or try to leverage a native app or, or, or wanting to build a native app. So we see a massive amount of traffic coming from there. And getting the right product very early on, because your patience is also less in a in a mobile environment yes. so you don't spend as much time um, with each individual retailer you rather want the right product at the right moment when you're when you're there and if you're if you're failing then or if you're manually doing things then you're not going to be able to provide that relevant experience mm. so if you bring ai sort of artificial intelligence into into the mix into personalization how, sort of how does it work and what can it do so AI is really a, a quite a broad term uh, and, and sh- should be used wisely, to be fair. Uh, what we den- sort of denote as AI is really our machine learning and underlying technology. So what we do that is somewhat different than most others is so 98% of the actual experience and the actual output of doing something in machine learning in the field that we're we're in comes from behavioral data. So we've we've developed sort of algorithms that learns from a multitude of different retailers, all the 2,500 retailers. It's a model that learns on how users behave on your individual website. Mm. And with that, we can then present output from all that behavioral and transactional data, but we found that the behavioral data represents some 98% of the actual valuable data and present then uh, predictive recommendations in both product, what products you should be showing the consumers at this point for them to have an increased probability of buying mm. uh, that's relevant to them, but also content pieces like, are you a, do you have brand affinity towards a certain brand? Uh, are you an Adidas shopper versus a Nike shopper? Are you? Do you buy primarily? Uh, are you looking primarily for pants? Is is should we be presenting you with pants, or 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 are you more looking for outerwear? Yeah. So we can do all of that, and we can then use our underlying AI that's built on this behavioral data that we collect and present a relevant experience. That's really the trick. It's actually really complicated. We have. Uh, a, a whole team that sits day in and day out on refining these algorithms and also overlaying merchandising rules because in the end it's a combination of presenting these type of insights to the retailer so they can understand how to optimize their business and sometimes you need to leverage AI to make sure that you have a like predictive recommendation to a to a consumer but sometimes you need to overlay hey what are my business rules do i want to show this type of product in this geolocation or or you need i, I want to show only products with this type of margins so you have to have both sides of the equation because the retailer still needs to run their business obviously you know with all this talk of the importance of ai what are some tips on how business should go about sort of introducing it Using AI is, is not something that you do just uh, – it, it might not be the first thing you think about when you're running your business. You have uh, – you might have inventory to, to, to get to, – to sell. You might have many business types decisions that you have to focus on first. Mm. When it comes to then AI, what you really want to do is you want to make sure that you're pr- providing the most rele- uh, relevant and automated experience across all the different channels. So where we, we suggest that you start – is obviously you start with your on-site experience. So, 
And if, if you want to automate that and make sure that you have as little hand-holding of that type of experience as possible, many of our retailers start with product recommendations. And, and most of them start on the product detail pages. They add our sort of AI and underlying technology to provide consumers with recommendations both for others have bought similar type of items, you have recently viewed this, mm. or just general other types of products that you're likely to, to like. Mm. Those are the type of things we like to present on the product detail page. And then we extend that experience across more relevant touch points. So, for example, category list pages or different type of landing pages, the home page. So you really make sure you expose the products that you're likely to, to purchase already when you land on the website. As a second step, we normally recommend that, that you as a retailer, you take that type of content and you make sure that it's available uh, or product recommendation, that it's available across a multitude of different touch points, not only on your site. So second step is normally integrating it in your, with your email service provider. Mm. And that's why we've also built connections to all of them from our own system. So you can simply just push a button so that, that they're disseminated into uh, common tools that are used, e either advanced tools or simple tools like a MailChimp. So they're automatically fed into there. What we, what we also do is we, add, like we suggest that people add it to their Facebook. So from a retargeting perspective, we, you can simply just add your product feed into there from Nosto. Mm. And you, you, you can get sort of a, a fully personalized experience all the way from seeing it on Facebook or Instagram down to making a purchase on the product detail page and in the checkout. So those are sort of the, really like the first two steps where most retailers – what they should be doing, if you look at what people are actually doing, I think uh, like only 12%, if I remember the number correct, only 12% of the retailers we've, we've surveyed think that they have a, a personalization that they're, they're really happy with. Yeah. And, and of the ones that actually end up doing some level of personalization, many of them, as I say, they start with their product detail pages. 77% I think have some sort of personalized emails going out. But very few actually end up doing a proper on-site experience, and only hand like only ten-ish percent actually work with the content, which is, I think, the next foray into using AI is really the content. So you've you've been able to provide a product recommendation that's very relevant, but half of the experience is what brands are you pushing, what sales events are you pushing, what types of uh, new new uh, arrivals are you pushing, for example, in the fashion segment? And there, providing the right content there is enormously important and can drive a massive, massive increase. Uh, we, we had a, a client of ours called Function 18 that operate out of the UK, mm. and they did a, a big push in segmenting their, their customers through our, obviously through our tools, uh, into brand affinity buyers. So they have, they're a golf company, so they have Calvin Green and they have Adidas and Nike and FootJoy and so the main brands so they could then target in real time as they saw the behavior they can then target them with on their on the website with content that's specific uh, directed to what their brand liking of that specific consumer is which was enormously powerful yeah must have been now, what about verticals? Because uh, the way you approach this must differ, I would imagine, depending on the vertical industry, what you're operating in. Yeah. And so we operate across uh, a, a swath of different verticals, obviously. Uh, the, the most 
common vertical to have a strong desire to personalize the experience is obviously the the fashion and beauty segments where styles colors uh, all the way down to variants if you think about bras you have a, 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 for each individual item or product you have so many variants and being able to recommend down on on various various types of sizes or uh, materials is is enormously important mm. so like when you're looking for to do actual personalization, it's really important that you you work with someone that actually does it on that granular level, so that you can get actual relevant like relevant recommendations that is is filtered, for example, by size uh, or materials. What is also important, like we also work with, let's say, more difficult categories, which we've we've invested a lot of time and effort in, in, in developing our software packages into things like uh, like consumer electronics, uh, where it's much more difficult because there you need to make sure that the thing that you're recommending, if it's a plug of some sort, the plug actually needs to fit with a device. So there you need your AI to be smart enough and the data integrations to be good enough to make sure that you make really relevant recommendations on the plug the plug and the, how, how things function with each other. So you need yeah. an interrelationship w- between the different products that you need to figure out. Yeah. So if you had, if there was, uh, you know, obviously we've covered a lot of things today, Jim, but if there was like one or two key takeaways for our listeners today, what would they be? Our, our experience is that the, the main hurdle for not being better at personalization is because you have data in different systems. Mm. So you have... Uh, retailers most times and that's my experience as a better half of my career as a retailer the data sits in my email system my 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 google analytics or analytics software that i use uh, in my crm and in in various different places and then being able to tie everything together and and personalize the experience on all the different touch points is is a complicated task Mm. what we set out to do when this company was founded was was really to provide an experience where it's really easy to get started and easy to use, but then also very powerful once you use it. So we have a patented technology for the actual integration. So let's say you, you work with one of the platforms or you've built your own website. Yeah. You actually only tag your own website. It's very simple. And by just tagging your different pages with simple simple uh, code, mm. we collect all that data, the behavioral data, the product catalog data, and all the data that you, you normally sit and have in mul- multiple different systems. We do that in one go uh, with a simple tagging way, yes. a simple tagging rules. And then we can actually personalize all the different touch points, both from content, product recommendations, and in all the different channels. So like, as you look to, to personalization, the, the fear that you might have is that you have data in so many places was actually quite easy to get started. It's my recommendation. Well, thank you so much for coming on. How can our listeners find out more about you, Jim, and more about Nostos? Yeah, so uh, you can either email us at hello at nosto.com or you go to our website, www.nosto.com, and, and, and see what we do there. We have a ton of uh, uh, case studies. We have uh, videos and content that you can simply just click on and, and see how, we're, how we do things and how we think about personalization. So it's quite easy. 
Thanks a lot, Jim. And thanks to our listeners for listening. The show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, um, please leave us a review because that way we can help more people, assuming they're good reviews, of course. Hopefully they are. Um, questions and suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. Don't forget we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Jim. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Marketing.